Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today we'll be talking about the desires of your heart. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. It is the 9th of May, 2022. I'm just in awe that we're in May, and I'm excited because I only have a couple more weeks of driving my school bus, and even though I love the kids I drive, it's nice to kind of take a break and not have to get up at 5, 5.30 in the morning. Um, I'm not a morning person, never have been, and I probably never will be, but you never know, God has a sense of humor, and that's probably why I have this job. But that being said, I hope and pray that you all have had a great weekend. I did have a great weekend, and the weekend before that was also great as well. I got to spend time with my daughter at the women's retreat, my oldest daughter, and um, it was a totally different dynamic than the last time I went when it was just about me because I'm, I don't have anyone to worry about. When you are bringing someone with you, you know, you kind of worry about them, make sure, you know, hope that they're having a good time and try to make the best of it as possible. But that being said, we are going to be talking about the desires of your heart. And before we get into that, we're going to, um, I say we, what are we, like the royal we, but anyways, I'm going to tell you the Torah portion for this week. Um, it's emor or eh mor, um, which means say in Hebrew. You can find the Torah portion is Leviticus chapter 21 verses 1 through chapter 24, verses 23. The haptor portion is Ezekiel, chapter 44, verses 15 to 31. They both link together. You know how much I love it when the Torah portions do that. Then you have Matthew, chapter 5, verses 38 to 42. All of these are really great scriptures. They really are. Um, it's super important for us to read the word, and if you don't know where to start, Torah portion, as you know I always say, is a great place to start. This is actually talking about a lot about the uh, rules of the high priests and what they are to wear and what they are to do or not do when it comes to the temple. But it also talks about the biblical feasts, which are extremely important and something that I encourage everybody to look into. They are not Jewish feasts. Nowhere in the Bible do you hear them called that. They are the biblical feasts of the Lord. And he describes them and talks about them. Super important Torah portion this week. Now, moving on to the desires of your heart. There's a lot of ways you can talk about this particular subject. And for me, I'm trying to decide exactly how I want to go about it. And for those of you who have listened to me any amount of time, know me personally, you know that I struggle with allergies. They, I've had them for eight years. And... They're not normal people allergies per se. Before that, I had seasonal allergies, y'all. Like, that's it. Like, okay, I'd like pollen would affect me, whatever. I would take a Claritin and be fine. Well, now I take a Claritin and I'm still not fine. And, you know, I've got a list of things that I am intolerant to. Which, you know, gluten, corn syrup, chlorine, lemons, cauliflower, uh, gala apple, sodium propineate. DNC orange number five. I mean, you name it, like I've got, I've got a list. It's ridiculous. So for me, one of the desires of my heart, shockingly, I know, would be that I no longer have these allergies because they make my life more difficult or more complicated. 
But you know what? I know that God has a plan for my life and a plan to prosper me. And if I could focus on that, even in the midst of the pain that I experience when I have a flare up, I know that I'll be okay. Because my timing is nothing like Adonai's timing. Adonai lives outside of time. So even if you get the sense like, you know what, I really feel like the Lord is going to be moving soon. He's going to do this great thing in my life. May not be that day. May not be the next day. May not be a year from now. It could be years and years and years and years. And for me, I believe God's word and his truth and what he says is true. And because of that, I believe that that particular selfish desire on my part will be fulfilled someday. Another selfish, some may say or may not say, is a desire of my heart that I've had as a child was to have dogs. I'm a dog person, not a cat person. There's only one cat on this planet I ever truly loved. Her name was Leah. She was my best friend's cat. And I think she lived till she was 21. She was the sweetest cat ever. However, still a dog person. Unfortunately, one of the other things I'm allergic to now, cats, not sad about. Dogs, very sad about. In fact, that best friend that had a cat when I was growing up, she now has five dogs. So I can't really visit her per se as much as I would like to because... They're all golden retrievers, which I absolutely adore, and I'm allergic to them. So the desire of my heart has to have a dog. The last dog I truly fell in love with that we had, um, unfortunately, we had to leave on the mainland when we moved to Hawaii, and that's a whole other story in of itself. And even when we came back, I tried to find her, and unfortunately, I was unable to do so. She wasn't perfect, but she was my dog, and I loved her. And now one of the things that my husband promised our children when he retired from the Marine Corps was that he would get a dog. He would get a dog for our family. And when I had spoken to him last about it, you know, I kind of mentioned something like a Yorkshire Terrier and he's a, he's a man's man and he wants a manly dog. And let's be honest, Yorkshire Terriers are not man's dogs. They're, they're literally called, uh, they're in the toy category for dogs. So they're not exactly, you know, masculine. And so he was not super interested in that. And it was crazy. I don't even know how it came up. I have not nagged him, spoken about it, really mentioned it at all for like 10 years. Every once in a while, I'm like, Oh, I just love dogs. You know, that's pretty much it. And I brought it up and he's like, yeah, we should totally get a dog. And I was like, are you, are you serious? Like you want to get a dog now? And he's like, yeah, sure. So because of my allergies, I have to look for a hypoallergenic dog. I promise this is all connecting. I do. I just need to vent this soon. But, uh, it's, there is a list of hypoallergenic dogs, but let's be honest. Uh, all of them are purebred, which means lots and lots of money. And so even when we're looking at rescue animals. Um, it's really difficult to even get on the list list and or radar because they want to make sure that you're taking care of the, the, the dog that they're giving you. And they want to make sure that you have hopefully some history of that particular breed so that you know what you're getting yourself into. And the only breed I have any real, that's hypoallergenic anyways, any real experience with is a Yorkshire Terrier because my aunt 
uh, had, uh, she used to breed them and she, when she retired her dog that she was breeding, her name was Molly, beautiful dog. And she trained her so well. She gave her to my grandmother. And when I was living in my grandmother's house, in my mom's house, you know, um, obviously I kind of grew up with her. And then I grew up also with her, her little daughter named Precious, who is not trained so well, but that was not my aunt's fault at all. Um, she wasn't exactly the brightest, uh, bulb in the bunch, but she was adorable and I loved her. But anyway, so the desire of my heart is to have a dog. And it's like, Erica, why is this so important to you? One, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Two, I've always been a dog person. Three, I just, I love dogs. I just, I just, I love them. They're loyal. They're faithful. They will love you no matter what. And for me, I want to have a lot of the attributes that a dog has. Not all of them, but those ones are, I think, so prevalent in a dog that it's just amazing to watch them on a daily basis and see how much they love you, no matter what the circumstance is. And, you know, based on my research, I've been finding that, you know, if you actually own a dog, you're actually more likely to live longer because it gives you a purpose and um, it actually helps your mood as well. They actually uh, say that even if you don't make your dog like a service dog who helps with different disabilities, they can actually, just owning a dog can actually help people who suffer from anxiety and depression. Those are two things that I do suffer, suffer from. So I'm really hoping that that will go through. I actually was able to go, I went to a pet store and played with a schnauzer puppy. And tomorrow, I guess I'll find out if I have a reaction to it or not. But prayerfully, I do not. So that means that I'm not allergic to hypoallergenic dogs because not, not you know, there is no dog that's actually 100% hypoallergenic. There just isn't. Um, you just react less to the pet dander that may or may not be on them because of the hair that they have. So now that you've been educated on dogs, talking about the desires of your heart, that's one of those things, like, for me, it's like, okay, Lord, like, you know how long I've been wanting a dog. And, you know, I feel like maybe he's been softening my my husband's heart uh, towards me being able to get a dog, even if it means getting a toy dog, <laughs> like a Yorkshire Terrier. But um, the reality is this, is that typically when it comes to our fleshly desires or our heart desires, we need to be very careful by that because the word of God tells us to. Because like Jeremiah 17, 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperate, desperately sick. Who can understand it? Psalm 51, 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now, the crux of this is when it talks about um, Adonai <clears throat> fulfilling the desires of your heart. So you go over to like Psalm uh, 20 verse 5. It says, may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. And then it goes over to Psalm 37 4 says, delight yourself in Adonai and he will give you the request of your heart. I think that right there is, is actually the foundation that we have to, to look at. Because you go over like, hold on, Jeremiah says that our heart is deceitful. And then you're in Psalms and it talks about how 
Adonai will give you the desires of your heart. And it's like, well, if my heart's deceitful, why would he want to give me the desires of my heart? The answer is simply this. How do we delight ourselves in Adonai? Psalms 40 verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. That right there, I think, is the answer to that question. When our heart is aligned to what God's will is for our life and what the word of God says, that is when those desires of our heart will be answered by Adonai. Now, if you are kidding, the desire of your heart is to get a BMX bike, probably not something that God's necessarily going to really think that you need. I mean, let's just be honest. Same thing with the desire of my heart to really have a dog. Do I need a dog? No. However, I do believe that my life would be a lot better with a dog. That being said, though, is it something I can live without? And the answer is yes. I've been living without a dog for years and years and years and years and years. And the one time I had a dog that I loved, I only had her for two or three years before we had to move. Now that we're no longer planning on moving, you know, thankfully we are stable and we're able to um, not have to worry about moving and upsetting the routine or the balance that a dog creates with his new family. Uh, We're feeling a lot more confident about getting a dog. But it still stands to reason, probably not one of the desires of God is for me to get an, an animal, to get a dog. It's just not. It's a desire of my heart. It's not a bad desire. But it's not necessarily one that needs to be fulfilled in order for me to survive. Psalm 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And that's kind of the mindset we need to have with Adonai. It's saying, Lord, let the words that I speak and the thoughts of my heart be pleasing to you in your sight. Because if they're not pleasing to Adonai, then should they be fulfilled? I mean, I can't, I can't express to you how many times I've talked to kids um, or teenagers at this day and age and saying like, look, your feelings are feelings. There's a time and place for them, but you do not allow your feelings to control your life. Just because something feels good does not mean you should be doing it. Because that's how the world works now, right? Like, uh, my heart just loves this person. And because my heart loves this person, it must be right. Does the word of God say that? Or does your heart say that? Because your heart is wicked. And without God, it is completely wicked wicked and deceitful. Deceitful? Deceptive. We'll go with that word instead. And I think it's really important for us to remember that. Without God in the mix... Without Adonai helping you and you leaning and trusting on his understanding instead of your own, you are going to allow whatever it is your heart's feeling to guide your path. And instead of allowing your feelings guide your path, we should be allowing Adonai to guide our path. Now that obviously might mean that it's, life is a lot more difficult. But you know what? If your life is roses and raindrops and rainbows and 
gummy bears and whatever else you find super awesome, then maybe you might want to think about, am I growing? Because I tell you what, every time I start feeling complacent with my relationship without an eye, a test comes up. And I don't mean like a written test. It's something in my life happens to test me in my belief in the Lord, in my faith in the Lord, in my entire existence and say, hold on, put on the brakes. Am I trusting in myself or am I choosing to trust the Lord in this situation? Am I trusting the feelings that I'm feeling in the moment or am I trusting what Adonai says in his word? Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. But how does it flow from the springs of life? If we are listening to him, if we are filling our heart with his word, if we are surrounding ourselves with godly things and people, people, you know, say, look, well, now that I'm, I'm, uh, saved, you know, once saved, I'm always saved. If you haven't listened to my podcast about that, I don't necessarily agree with that statement. And quite frankly, there's no fear of God in that statement. Because basically you're saying, I'm safe now, but it doesn't really matter how I act because no matter how I act, I know God loves me and I'm still saved and I'm going to heaven. There's no fear of God, no trembling whatsoever. John 15 verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. It's with the understanding, if you're abiding without an eye, you're doing his will, or at least you're trying to, and his words abide in you, and then you ask whatever you wish, it's going to align with the word of God. If it doesn't, then you know automatically this is not from God. This is not something that I think God wants me to do. 1 Corinthians 6, 12, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. When we allow our feelings to control our actions, we become enslaved by them. Psalm 119, 11, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We store his word in our hearts, we're a whole lot less likely to sin against him because we're going to know what it is that our father wants from us. Just like our earthly father, hopefully, made it pretty clear, like, this is what I expect of you. This is the kind of behavior that is acceptable, and this is the kind of behavior that is not acceptable. Adonai does the same thing. And the beauty is we literally have the instruction manual for us. Romans 12, 2, we all know this one. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I would say, on top of that, and therein you'll know what the desires of your heart are, because those desires of your heart will be the desires of what Adonai wants for you. You know, this is really great because it's not just 
I'm not preaching to you guys. I'm preaching to myself. And you just happen to be there for the ride. It's almost like I'm, you know, audibly, you know, verbalizing exactly what it is that, you know, I need to learn myself. It's just so important, especially in this day and age. So important. Jeremiah 29, 11, I kind of alluded to this one earlier. It's my favorite verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Other versions say plans for good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. So if your heart is telling you anything other than that, you need to start rebuking that. And get in the word and start speaking positive things about yourself in your life. There are so many verses that align with this thought process. You know, this literally all I had to do was Google what does the Bible say about the desires of your heart? And the first thing that popped up was openbible.info. You're welcome to check that out yourself. And that's literally where I'm getting all these different verses. Psalm 119.10. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Because when we wander, what happens? Our desires of our, the desires of our hearts do not line up with the word of God. I think I've kind of got my, my point across, you know, as I beat you over the head with it, but... Um, this is, you know, something that I'm learning myself. It's so important to remember that the desires of your heart, not that important. However, the desires of your heart that God has placed there are, but just know that those desires may not be immediate. Those, those desires that you have are not going to be immediately met. They're just not. Now, they may be immediately met. However, the likelihood is you have no idea when they're going to be met. Just believe at some point they will. Shoot, sometimes the desires of our hearts is like our children. We want our children to follow after Yeshua. And some of us can live our entire lives and not see that happen. It has to, maybe it'll have to be like our death that'll cause them to have a reaction and say, you know what? My mom was right. My dad was right all those years ago. And your desire of your heart while you were living comes to pass when you're gone. Now, I pray that doesn't happen for myself or for any of you. But if it does, that's the whole point of letting go and and not worrying about things that you have no control over. Don't let the desires of your heart take hold of your life so that you cannot enjoy your life to the fullest for what God has called you to do. That's all I have for you this particular week. As you can tell, I'm a little bit dog crazy this week. My head's a little filled with puppies. So I'm going to leave you with that. And as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Can you believe it, guys? This is what happens when I don't open my Bible and read it right from there. I completely blanked. So I'm going to try this again. 
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you have a blessed week. I hope you'll tune in again next week. And until then, Shalom. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is an Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. You can also leave me a one minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica LaCasse, and it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.